0: On May six, two 2013, a woman's voice was heard for the first time after 10 years through a 911 call. This story is about a man who kidnapped three women and held them captive in his house. This was an evil man and these women didn't deserve what happened to them. He did some of the most evil acts you can think of. But let me pose a question. Have you ever trusted somebody and they broke that trust and if so, leave it in the comment section and I promise I'll reply to it. But this is the story about Michelle Knight Amanda Berry, Gina De Jesus, in the Cleveland House of Horrors. house was boarded. Closet doors nailed to the front windows. Everything was dark and secure. The man behind this house of whores is Ariel Castro. Ariel Castro was a local school bus driver who had occasional barbecues for his friends, family, and neighbors. On the outside, he came across as normal. But as said by one of his band members, his personality was weird sometimes. One moment, he'll be joking around with you, and the next moment, He'll be angry with the whole band for no reason. Ariel Castro had kids with his ex-wife, but the relationship between him and his ex-wife was horrible. He was extremely violent with her. Per police reports, he had thrown her down the stairs, broken her ribs, and cracked her skull. This pattern of misconduct continued throughout the years. Michelle Knight had a terrible childhood. At times, her family lived in their car and often traveled from place to place. In her house, when they moved to the west side of Cleveland, they would make hot dogs on their space heater for hours. It would take four hours just to make a hot dog. She had younger siblings and pretty much raised them. She even delivered one of her siblings. Growing up, Michelle was a victim of abuse, which made her feel neglected. At one point, when she was 14, Michelle felt safer on the streets than she did at home, so she ran away. Michelle slept under a park bench and lived in a dumpster. A few times a week, Michelle would go to Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church nearby, sit in the back, and sing along with the choir. Every day at 2 p.m., the church would have a meal service where Michelle would receive food. But one day while eating, one of her family members saw her and called her father. Her father went to the church, picked her up, and took her home. After that, she attended Lincoln West High School where she was constantly picked on due to her personality and her short stature. She was four foot two. It was a very difficult time for her and it was very difficult for her to make friends until she met an older boy at school. Eventually that boy got her pregnant. That gave Michelle purpose. She wanted to be a better mother to her child than her mother was to her. So one day, she went looking for a job and left her child with her mother and her mother's boyfriend. Michelle returned home, and her mother wasn't there. But the boyfriend was there, and the boyfriend was drunk. The mother's boyfriend grabbed Michelle's son by his leg, injuring him. Michelle takes her son to the hospital, and eventually CPS took her son, which is Child Protective Services. Fast forward some months on August 23, 2002. Michelle's on her way to a case management meeting, but she was lost. Her mother was supposed to take her where she was supposed to receive her son back. She walks into her dollar store, asking for directions. She asked the clerk, but the clerk couldn't help her. But that's when Ariel Castro intervened. He let her know that he can take her and he'll get her there within five to 10 minutes because it'll be about a 40 minute walk for her and she had to be there within 15 minutes. Ariel Castro was the father of one of Michelle's friends, so she was comfortable with him. During the drive, Ariel Castro mentioned how his dog just had puppies and that she can take one home and that his daughter was at the house. Michelle showed interest in the puppies and seeing her friend. They went into his house. As they entered the house, they went through the back door and she waved at the next door neighbors. When she entered the house, she noticed that the windows were boarded up and no one was able to see inside. She also notices that she can't hear the puppies. He tells her that the puppies and his daughter were upstairs, so they go upstairs. As they're going up the stairs, you have to turn right. As they turn right, she gets to the top of the stairs and he points at a room. As they are getting closer to the room, she starts to think that something was wrong because she still doesn't hear anything. He told her the puppies were sleeping. She enters the room and he follows. Once they entered the room, he closed and he locked the door. He immediately tells Michelle that she would never leave this house again. Michelle drops to the floor, begging for him to let her leave. He takes her wallet from her and takes the picture of her son out. Ariel then takes the picture of her son, rips it up, and tells her that she would never see her son again. That was the only picture that she had of him. At that point, he tells her that if she screams, that that will be the last thing she ever does. He proceeds to tie her up with an extension cord, an orange extension cord around her ankles, wrist, and neck. He then put the sock in her mouth and hung her up to a contraption, and he left her there for two weeks. If you don't know what I mean, her wrist and her ankles were tied together while she was facing the floor, and she was halfway between the floor and the ceiling. During that time, he would occasionally feed her and give her water. So after the two weeks, he took her to the basement, where she was tied to a pole in the middle of the basement for weeks with a motorcycle helmet on her head so she could never tell what time of the day it was because the visor was over her eyes. Castro would do things to her that only a sick individual would do, over and over and over. And to mask her screams, he would often leave a radio on very loud throughout the day. Michelle states that whenever he would do anything to me, I had to put my mind in a different place. As Michelle Knight is held captive in Ariel Castro's house, He continues to prowl the streets for his next victim. So one day, Michelle can hear something going on downstairs, but she can tell that he wasn't alone. It was a struggle. There was a girl downstairs yelling for him to get off of her. That person was was Amanda Berry. Amanda Berry started her day, which was the day before her 17th birthday. Her mother told her that she loves her, gave her a kiss while Amanda got ready for work. She almost called off that day only because her birthday was the next day. So Amanda went to work, got off, and she was walking home from Burger King in some bad weather. She saw her friend drive past with her father taking her home. Then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, that same car pulls up. The car stops right next to Amanda and the driver asks if she needs a ride. Unfortunately she said yes. That driver was Ariel Castro. Amanda was friends with his daughter and she worked with her at Burger King. As Amanda gets into the car, Ariel mentions that his daughter was at the house and asks Amanda did she want to see her. Amanda said yes and they drove to his house. As they walk into the house, Ariel starts to show Amanda around the house. As he's doing this, he tells her that his daughter Angie is in the back, but his roommate is in another room. So as they go upstairs, Amanda looks to her left and she notices that there's a room, with the door closed, but she can see through a hole in the door. That door has a hole where a doorknob is supposed to be. She bends over and she looks in there and she notices that a woman is in there, sitting on a bed, half clothed, watching TV on an old TV. What she doesn't know is that's Michelle Knight. He then takes Amanda to the room in the back where he said his daughter was and Amanda noticed that no one was in there and the room was dark and the windows were boarded up and then he demanded her to get undressed. After she did that, he took her to the basement, chained her up and put a helmet on her, turned off all the lights and left her there for days while occasionally bringing her food and water. Amanda thought she was going to die. Her family notified police immediately because Amanda was not the type to not call or go home. A week after Amanda was kidnapped, Ariel Castro called her mother, telling her that Amanda will be home in a few days, but Amanda wants to marry him and he loves her. At that time in 2003, technology was not like it is today. It was the first case in the US where a phone was tracked, but it was not a pinpoint position. At first it was just Amanda Berry and Michelle Knight in separate rooms. Both described their living conditions as disgusting. They were not allowed to leave their rooms, or to go to the bathroom, so they used buckets that were barely emptied. Castro controlled every action in that house. They were barely allowed to bathe. If they were allowed to take showers, it was only with him. And then one day, they hear another struggle downstairs. And that was Gina de Jesus. Gina de Jesus was a kind and sweet little girl at the time. She loved to dance and skate and was known to impersonate Selena. She grew up on the west side of Cleveland and she was 14 years old. At the time, she was with her friend and it was Friday afternoon going into the evening as the two girls discussed having a sleepover. Her friend used a pay phone to call her mother and asked her if she could spend the night over at Gina's house. Her mother said no. So the two friends split up and walked separate ways. While Gina is walking, her friend's father pulls up next to her her friend's father, the Ariel Castro. Castro asks Gina if she had seen his daughter, and Gina tells him, yeah, I was just with her. She's around the corner. Then he asks Gina to help him find her. She agrees, and she gets into the car because she trusted him. It was her friend's father. She didn't hesitate. While driving, he asks Gina to help him move a speaker in the house, and she agrees. They get to the house. But he begins to act weird by hugging Gina. Gina questions him and tells him that he can get in trouble for that. He tells her that she can go if she wants to. But once he tells her that, Gina begins to walk to the front door because that's where she entered the house. He then tells her that he's superstitious and she can't leave out the same door that she entered. He led her to the door near the back of the house. As she opened the door, he pushed her inside the door. That door led to the basement. When she was in the basement, Ariel Castro chained Gina up and then turned on his music so no one could hear her screaming for help. Gina's family immediately went to the police when she didn't show up at home. But while held in captivity, the girls were allowed to watch TV. Amanda and Gina's families were constantly on the TV, having rallies and begging for their daughters and family members to come home. But there was never any mention of Michelle Knight. Castro hated Michelle Knight because when he first kidnapped her, he thought she was a 13-year-old prostitute, but she was 21 years old. He would always let her know that there was no one looking for her and she doesn't matter to this world. And by coincidence, she was the only one of the three that would constantly fight back. That made Castro punish her all the time. One form of punishment was chaining her to the ceiling. Castro would chain her ankles and wrists to the ceiling with three-foot-long chains. Facing down for two days with no food, sometimes longer than that, sometimes not eating for weeks at a time, while Amanda and Gina received food. Michelle became pregnant five times, The Ariel Castro induced her miscarriages five times, and made it to where she couldn't have kids afterward. Ariel Castro attended the rallies and the search parties for the girls, sometimes consoling the parents and crying with them. After attending the rallies and search parties, he would tell the women, taunting them and laughing at them. The neighborhood went crazy looking for Gina and Amanda. They went missing in damn near the same spot. Initially, he kept them separated and would turn them against each other. What I mean separated is he had Amanda by herself with Michelle and Gina in the same room. He would tell them lies about each other, telling them that the other one was talking about them. He would have them not talking to each other and if they were caught talking through the walls, he would punish them by keeping the lights off No heat in the winter, no A.C. in the summer, and no food. Every time he left the house, he would lock their doors from the outside. But one day Castro was on his motorcycle and he saw Gina's mother outside passing out flyers. He knew her mom because they went to high school together. She asked for him to pass out some of the flyers, and he said, yeah, and he did. He also took one home and showed it to Gina. There were times when he would play Russian roulette with Gina, and he would go first. He then hand her the gun get on his knees to pray and would tell her that if she loved him she wouldn't pull the trigger that would confuse gina but she would pull the trigger he would test the women by leaving a door open on purpose while he would hide to see if they would take the bait when castro had company he would chain all three of them up together on a pole in the basement telling them to be quiet so one day All three of his daughters came over with their boyfriends and their kids because they heard that there were three women in the house so they searched all around the house he had them hidden in the basement so when one of his daughters went to the basement door she went to go open it but he told her no she can't go down there because it was under renovation so nobody searched the basement so one of Castro's daughters came to stay with him for a weekend he took all three of the women in a van in his backyard he put wigs and sunglasses on them chained them up and left them in there for days in the middle of the summer without running the van no ac that was the first time all three of the women were actually together but this case gained national attention amanda berry's mother was on a montel williams show with psychic sylvia brown sylvia brown told her that amanda was dead and amanda saw this on tv Three years into captivity, Amanda's mother passed away. But a few months after that, she gave birth to a daughter, who was Ariel Castro's. After causing Michelle Knight to have five miscarriages, he made her deliver Amanda's baby and threatened to kill her if the baby didn't make it. Throughout the years, Castro would take the girl outside, and Amanda would teach her about life outside of the house. So one day Castro leaves the house to get all the women McDonald's but he never locked Amanda's door. Her daughter told her that daddy's car is gone and Amanda opens the bedroom door. Amanda goes downstairs, but the front door is locked. Only the screen door, not the main door. She managed to break a piece off the door at the bottom and begins to wave her arms and scream at the people outside. A man begins to intervene, but a woman walks by and tells him to not get involved with that. And that's when a man by the name of Charles Ramsey runs up to the porch with a Big Mac in his hand. He grabs the door to try to open it, but it doesn't budge. He kicks the bottom of the door and tells her to finish kicking it. At the same time, Michelle and Gina can hear the commotion that's going on downstairs. They think that Amanda is getting beat by Castro, so they turn their radio up. As Amanda gets out of the house, she brings her daughter out with her. And these are the 911 calls made by Charles Ramsey and Amanda Berry. Cleveland 911 police ambulance to fire. Yeah, hey bro. I'm at 2207 Seymour, West 25th. Hey, check this out. I just came from McDonald's, right? So I'm on my porch eating my little food, right? Slow down. Is she still in the street? On uh, uh, Seymour Avenue. This, is she still in the street or where did she go? Yeah, I'm looking at it. She right now. She calling y'all. She on another phone. Is she black white, or Hispanic? Uh, she white, but the baby look Hispanic. Okay, what is she wearing? Uh, white tank top, light blue uh sweatpants. Uh, like 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 a white beater. Do you know the address next door that she said she was in? Yeah, 2207. I'm looking at it. Okay, I thought that was your address, so that, that house... No, no. I'm smarter than that, bro. I'm telling you with a crime the, would. Okay, look, house. sir, we can't talk at the same time. Do you want to leave your name and number? Or name Charles and number? Ramsey, R-E-M-S-E-Y. What's the phone number? Uh, Are the people she said that did this, do you know if they're still in the house? I don't have a clue, f- bro. I just said I here McDonald's. Can you, can you ask her if she needs an ambulance? You need an ambulance? Oh, uh, what? She needs everything. She's but uh, she's in a uh, panic, bro. I guess she's been kidnapped. So you know, put yourself in her shoes. I will send the police out. Thank you. There yeah, you go. Please, help me.
1: I'm Amanda Berry. You need police, fire, or ambulance. I need police. Okay, and what's going on there? I've been kidnapped and I've been missing for ten years, and I'm I'm here. I'm free now. Okay, and what's your address? Uh, 2207 Seymour Avenue. 2207 Seymour, it looks like you're calling me from 2210. Okay, stay there with those neighbors. Talk to the police when they get there. Okay. uh Hello? Yeah, talk to the police when they get there. Okay, I'm gonna wait right, right, right now. I we're gonna them now. send them as soon as we get a car open. No, I need them now before we get them back. All right, we're sending them, okay? Okay, I mean, like, who's right the right guy? Who's
0: your,
1: uh, who's the guy who went out um his name is Ariel Castro Even I'm uh, Amanda Berry I've been on the news for the last 10 years okay I got I got that here What's I already mean, uh, right, the police are on the way talk to okay. them when they get there okay I need, okay I told you they're on the way talk to them when they get there okay all right okay
0: within minutes the cops flooded the street as the first pair of cops pull up Amanda runs up to the car she approached the passenger side window and the cop looked at his partner as if he were surprised because it was amanda barrett they'd been looking for her for over 10 years the officers went into the house announced who they were but they didn't hear anyone they searched the house and as they began to search upstairs they noticed that someone was peeking out of the doorway in the darkness but they wouldn't come out the female cop shined her flashlight on her patch that said cleveland police and as soon as she did that that's when michelle knight ran out and jumped on the man that was in the front. After Michelle Knight jumped on a police officer, the rest of the cops searched the rest of the upstairs, and they ran into Gina DeJesus. At that point, they were rescued, for the first time after 10 years. Since the rescue, Ariel Castro received life in prison, plus plus a 1,000 years, but shortly after the sentencing, he took his own life. Amanda Berry has a job with news station Fox 8 News. Gina DeJesus runs a missing women's shelter which is next door to the house it was held captive in, and Michelle Knight is now married. This was the story of Ariel Castro, Amanda Berry, Michelle Knight, and Gina DeJesus. She's accompanied by her attorney Kathy Joseph and a member of the
1: victims' Lisa all. Thank you. My name is Michelle Knight, and I would like to tell you what 11 years was like for me. I miss my son every day. I wonder if I was ever going to see him again. He was only two and a half years old when I was talking. I look inside my heart and I see my son. I cried every night. I was so alone. I worried about what would happen to me and the other girls every day. Days never got shorter. Days turned into nights. Nights turned into days. Years turned into eternity. I knew nobody cared about me. He told me that my family didn't care. He tormented past me, even on holidays. Christmas was the most traumatic day, because I never got to spend it with my son. Nobody should ever have to go through what I went through, or anybody else. Not even the worstest enemy. Gina was my team teammate. She never let me fall, I never let her fall. She nursed me back to health when I was dying from his abuse. My friendship with her is the only thing that was good out of this situation. We said we will someday make it out alive, and we did. Ariel Castro, I remember all the times that you came home talking about what everybody else did wrong and act like you wasn't doing the same thing. You said, at least I didn't kill you. For you took 11 years of my life away and I have got it back. I spent 11 years in hell. Now your hell is just beginning. I will overcome all this that happened, but you will face hell for eternity. From this moment on, I will not let you define me or affect who I am. You will will live, I will live on, you will die a little every day. As you think about the 11 years and atrocities you inflicted on us. What does God think of you hypocritically going to church every Sunday? Coming home to torture us, the death penalty will be so much easier. You don't deserve that. You deserve to spend life in prison. I can forgive you, but I'll never forget. With the guidance of God, I will prevail and help others that suffered at the hands of others. Writing this statement gave gave me the strength to be a stronger woman and know that there's good, there's more good than evil. I know that there's a lot of people going through hard times, but we need to reach out a hand and hold them and let them know that they're being heard. After 11 years, I am finally being heard, and it's liberating. Thank you all. I love you. God bless.
0: You. Thank you, Ms. Fine. Bro, I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. Something is wrong here. Dead <laughs> giveaway.